All right, we have a great episode of Side Retired, the MLB podcast coming at you guys today. The WBC started over the last 24 hours, so we have two of our in-house guys are going to give you an in-depth perspective on the WBC. Let's hit the intro music and we'll get right into this. Hello and welcome to this edition of Side Retired, the MLB podcast. It is Gillen Campione here in the driver's seat. But instead of doing an interview this week, we figured we have two guys on our staff, Nico Fernandez and David Halpert, who are experts at the WBC. So why bring someone externally in when these two can really spearhead this episode? So Nico, David, how are you guys doing? Feeling good, bro. Excited about the WBC, my favorite time of the year. I think I like this more than the World Series, unless the Red Sox are in there. But the WBC is amazing. And yeah, I know- I'm a- yeah, I'm excited too. I'm happy that the World Baseball Classic is finally back after a long time. And I'll also give a shout out to our two episodes from last month where we interviewed Jared Lakin and Jake Kalish on their World Baseball Classic experiences. So if you haven't gone, check those out. Right below these, you'll definitely be able to see them and hear the player perspective on what this tournament is like. But Nico and David are going to give you guys the history, the previous tournaments, the setup of this year's tournaments, teams to watch, players to watch, all that fun stuff. So I'll basically be shutting up and you'll hear from me at the very end of this episode. But Nico and David, you guys get to take the reins in whichever direction. Nico, I'll come to you first, wherever you want to go with this. Take it away. Well, yeah, I mean, just for most people, I think... Um, the WBC is kind of like every four years, it kind of gets its popularity, but not a lot of people know the history. So I know Dovin, know, you know a lot about the history, bro. So if you want to take it and tell everyone about how the WBC started. Sure. Uh, so it all began in the year of 2006. The World Baseball Classic was born. Uh, it, it's basically like postseason baseball in March, except the only difference is a bunch of not just teams with different players, all countries. This tournament, which started in 2006, first won by Japan, is basically a fun tournament, postseason tournament in March, way before October, months-wise. And it's a nice little event that takes a place in different stadiums all around the world. And it's very fun to watch it of course, on TV, live. It's been on for history since 2006. Japan won the first one. I think they won the second one as well. Yeah, Japan. so it's Japan, and we got Japan again, and then the DR actually gets their first win in the third one, and then it's followed by the U.S. Basically, if you've never heard of the WBC, it's Baseball's World Cup. It's a lot of fun. I'm living in Miami. I think it's the only time Marlins Stadium gets packed. I mean, we're looking at $12 tickets for opening day, and it's hard for me to get tickets to DR Puerto Rico right now because they're looking at $200 for nosebleeds. It's fun. I think everyone loves it. I think it really gives every player a chance to play for their country because you really don't get that in the Olympics. So this is kind of our World Cup, and I think if you've never taken time to watch the WBC, it's going to be a great experience. Yes, I agree. And I, ex- and, I, and, I, and I want people that are listening to this right now, check out some of the greatest highlights you have, you'll see from the baseball history of this tournament. Like 2017, uh, when USA won it all, there was this crazy home run robbery. Adam Jones 
robbed his own teammate at the time, Manny Machado, in a game where USA win uh, four to two, I believe. And it was a crazy robbery because it would have made it a one run game. Actually, it was a six to three final. They were up four to Team Israel or Team USA. And um, it was that home run robbery that saved Team USA there. So for novices like myself who know of the classic, sort of know what's happening, I guess a big question would be, what is the tournament like? How does it set up? I think because there's probably 300 countries in the world. So how do we get to a tournament where there's only 20? And how do we determine these like pool things? Who's playing who? And how does that sort of get determined? Yeah. So basically there's about, there's four pools. So we have four pools and each pool has about five teams. There's five teams. It comes out to 20 teams. About 16 of those teams are, for better or they're predetermined. I mean, you have your your bigger countries um, are kind of the same 16, your U.S.'s, your Mexico's, your Italy's. And then there's four more teams. There's four at-large teams that come into the qualifiers. So those are done in DB, WBC qualifiers like about six months before. And this year, you know, it's basically a tournament. If you win, you're in. This year we have Panama, which I actually love to see Panama because I know a lot of people who are from Panama and seeing them have a spotlight. And it's just a, you win the tournament, you're in. It's whoever gets hot. So, yeah. So it started a couple hours, a bunch of days ago with the first couple of games just recently happened. Basically, they divide the 20 countries into four different pools, five teams per pool, or in other words, groups. Pool A is in Taiwan, hosted by Chinese Tapai. Japan, in the Tokyo Dome, hosts Pool B. USA and four other countries are in Phoenix, Arizona, Pool C. And Pool D is hosted in Miami, Florida. Every team for the first bunch of games plays each other once. Four games per team, per country. And basically, the top two per country will move on to the next round, the quarterfinals. Yeah, I mean, very simply, it's it's pool play in the World Cup. If you've ever seen the World Cup, it's very similar to it. You, it's round robin to start in pool play. You play everyone once, like David said. And then there's, again, like he was saying, there's two that play in America and there's two that play in Asia. So actually, when it gets to the playoffs, you have quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals. The quarterfinals, the games are played in Japan and in Miami. And then from semifinals on, it actually comes all the way to Miami. And that's where he finished, which is going to be great because I'm going to be able to see it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, so like everyone's saying, we have five teams. The big teams that you're going to want to see is um, really Phoenix is where the U.S. is, if you want to keep track of that. The U.S. is with Canada, Mexico, and Colombia are the big teams. And then I'm trying to see – do you remember who the fourth one is, Dovid, or the fifth one, Dovid? Great Britain. Great Britain. Yes, Great Britain. That's right because Jazz didn't play, sadly. Hate to see it. And then in um, – the other one that's in Miami, you have Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Israel, DR, and the fifth one is Nicaragua. So, again, the big teams, I, if you've heard anything about the WBC, a lot of the teams that you've heard of are in those two. You have the U.S. Everyone loves the U.S. Everyone's from there. Um, Puerto Rico was amazing last time. The DR is always good. Venezuela with Altuve. I don't know. I'm not sure if Miggy's playing this year, but Venezuela is always good. And then – Really, Japan. I mean, everyone looks at Otani. Otani, I'm sure you guys have seen the clips. You Darvish is on the team as well. Yeah. So, all in all, I mean, it should be – it's going to be a great thing. One, there's a lot of sneaky teams to look at because the big thing is it's a team – 
no one's ever played together. So you kind of get that nice balance of the smaller teams have the benefit of playing together for longer, but the bigger teams, they just have more talent. I think also other some of the other teams that people don't really think about, there's always unique and weird players. They're like, wait, he's still playing baseball. I know a couple nights ago I was a Mets fan, turned on the TV and saw that Cuba was playing Team Italy. Joanna Cespedes, who hasn't played in the big league since 2019, was in the game. He's facing off against former Mets ace Matt Harvey, which is definitely fun to see both of those guys playing. I know Panama has Ruben Tejada playing on the team. Israel has guys like Ty Kelly and Matt Mervis, hashtag friend of the pod, is on that team as well. But really, Robinson Cano. Robinson Cano is on Team DR. I think Nelson Cruz is technically the general manager of Team DR. So there's really almost every roster that you look at, there's some form of a major league veteran on the team. So I guess we'll transition sort of to, I know we've definitely hinted at these teams already, but Nico, teams to spotlight, players to spotlight. If you're only able to watch one game or two games, what's that matchup that you're like, I'm definitely watching, or in your case, going to? I mean, yeah, if you want to look at a good game, if you in pool play, the best game you're going to get is Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic. I mean, those are kind of, you're really ranking the top three teams. There are two of them. I mean, the DR is loaded this year. They really don't have a hole. They're led by a, a Sandy Alcantara, Cy Young Award winner. Their infield looks like the next generation of players. You have Vladi at first. Looks like it's going to be Jose Ramirez at second, Machado at third, Jeremy Pena at short. And where, who's going to be your DH? Oh, it's Devers, the guy who just signed a $350 million contract. So that's the big team. And then Puerto Rico. I mean, Puerto Rico has this weird dynamic where they have the t- just as much talent as everyone else, but it seems like they've been playing together for so long with how they get along. Again, led by Lindor, Yachty is actually now the, the manager, which is going to be a great dynamic. And it just, that's definitely in pool play. I think that's the game you want to see. You cannot miss that game. A game in the pool that I think is going to be highly underrated, but still very fun to watch. We all know that, in Pool C, USA has the most loaded team with Mike Trout, JT Ramuto, stars like that on the team. But you got to figure Canada and Mexico are part of that pool as well. I'm actually quite interested to see that matchup because Freddie Freeman's on Canada and Mexico also has some talent as well. So it's going to be between those two countries, in my opinion, to see who, who joins USA in the quarterfinals. I like it. And then obviously, David, you are a Team Israel fan. You already mentioned on the podcast, we've had Matt Mervis as well as Jay Kalish on the show before. So I'm sure you're really looking forward to that matchup as well. But now it's time to give predictions and put your money or put the money where your mouth is and say, who's going to win the tournament? And first off before, because I know some of our fans will also want to sort of predict as well. Does like for semifinals, is it Pool A guys face Pool B since those two are in Japan and um, sort of overseas yeah. and then C and D face off each other. So yeah. you can't say there's going to be a U.S. versus DR final because technically that's not. Sadly, no, but that means I can get the tickets cheaper. So <laughs> that is I'm true. not going to lie. I am praying for a team to upset the Dominican Republic so I can see quarterfinals, the U.S. versus DR. But yeah, <laughs> exactly like you were saying. Um, it's pool C against pool D if you ever want to look it up, and it's pool A against pool B, and then they'll all meet in Miami for the semifinal. All right, I, so just wanna, I just yeah. want to add to that. They set it up this year as the pool winner against the pool runner-up in the quarterfinals. It will be like a pick-my-poison type, for example, because 
I'm a Jewish guy and I'm rooting for USA and Israel. So it's going to be like if Israel, for example, finishes as the runner up in Pool D and USA finishes as the winner in Pool C, they're going to play each other. It's going to be like pick my poison. Do I want USA to win to try to retain their title from six years ago or do I want Israel to win and then win their first tournament ever? Odds against them. So I don't know. So it's not like the winner of Pool B faces the runner-up of Pool B. It'll be the runner-up of A faces winner of B. Exactly. Yep. All right. So with that in mind, give us your finals prediction. Nico, you can go first. I. It seems like the obvious thing, but I, I'm torn between Netherlands and Japan. Those are my two teams I like. You know, I'm partial the Netherlands for the simple reason of Xander Bogart, even though he's a Padre, he will always be a Red Sox in my heart. And I think, and I think that they're just a scrappy team. So if I want to go hot take, I really want to go Netherlands, but I, the, my big thing is Japan and Cuba, in my opinion, after looking at this, have that big advantage of, they have a lot of guys who are homegrown. Cuba always plays above how truly they are for the simple reason that they have the Cuban national team. And Japan is always, able to play above how they are because just the amount of home field advantage that they have is insane. So the fact that it's getting played in Japan, I don't see how a team is able to go into the Tokyo Dome and beat Japan to go to the finals. I just don't see it. So I guess I got to go with Otani in Japan. All righty, David, take it away. So here's my side of the things. I'm going to – I see USA retaining their title that they won the last time around six years ago. But yet I won't be surprised if Japan, who won the first couple of, of, of World Baseball Classics, come back years later and win this one in particular. But other countries like Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Netherlands evenly, those guys have some good, talented players and threats to win it all. Yeah, I think that, again, looking at the teams, I personally I have Japan coming out of A and B, and then I think – my, I think I'm going to go DR coming out of Pool D and C. But a big thing is, I think U.S., it's really a big question mark with Kershaw and Nestor going down. Is, is Wainwright the guy that's going to go up against Alcantara if need be? I mean, I mean, which is That is fine. a fair it's, point. That is a fair yeah. point. But they have a lot of bats defensively and a good amount of relievers. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, you, the U.S. does benefit from the fact that you can spin a wheel and make a lineup and it will be the best lineup ever created. But – the thing is, the D, I mean, the DR has the same amount of hitting. I mean, I can even argue more that they have. But I just – the big thing is there's always a pitcher that's going to break out from a team. There's always pitchers who just decide to show up because it's the WBC. Stroman, I think if Stroman pitches like how he does in the WBC, I think he becomes the greatest pitcher of all time that we've ever seen because he just finds a way to be a different pitcher. But this year, it just depends on – a, is there going to be a person? And B, who is that? Is Mark DeRosa going to be able to say what he's been saying? I'm going to play the hot hand. Because again, he's never done this before. This is first, this is kind of, he was talking about it on a podcast. He was talking about that this is kind of his test on to see if he wants to manage. Is he going to be able to find who the hot hand is pitching and hitting wise and put that lineup together? Because when you're playing the Dominican Republic, if they're hot, you can't make a mistake with that cantata on the mound. I think I'll wrap it up with my prediction. I'll say Puerto Rico just because of the fact that you mentioned earlier. It seems like that group has been playing together for their entire career, whether it's Diaz, Baez, and Lindor, who've been posting photos of themselves all together. I know they were met for that half a season, but they're also members of Team 
Puerto Rico back in it was 2017, I want to say the last WBC was. So I think that team makes it out of the right side of the bracket. And then the left side. I don't know between Italy or Panama. I'm going with an upset saying that one of those two teams goes on a Cinderella I story. I love of, the Panama and that I Panama love it. Dominant so far. We are recording after I think both of those teams have played one or two games so far and have looked really right. So that is a right. little bit of a recency bias, but Panama and Italy have looked really good, especially in a left side of the bracket that, not to be rude, it's pretty weak. Pool B, other than... Yeah, I like that prediction with yeah. Italy and Panama because Italy has two Royals players, correct? They have two players on the Royals, and Vinny and... Vinny Pasquantino uh, is going to be... There's my big prediction. I think he becomes... You were just mentioning who's going to become that household name. I think Vinny P could go on to hit 30 homers for the Royals this season, and it's going to start here in the WBC. And they're also led by the Dark Knight, Matt Harvey, who, by the way, has thrown five shutdown innings so far in the WBC. Yeah, not to go from some, like, homegrown bias, but look out for Cuba. I mean, the big thing about Cuba is this is the first year that they're allowed to have MLB players on their team. So it just depends on how much Luis Robert and Yohan Moncada are going to be able to contribute. I mean, I think that as we get more down the road, I think that Cuba in the next coming ones could be a major player if more people want to play for Cuba. But now... I mean, they kind of have the best, besides maybe Netherlands. I mean, Luis Robert and Joan Moncada are a, a great duo. And then again, same thing that kind of I was talking about. They have that Cuban national team that's played together forever. They're seen, they have played for years and years on end. They're seen as gods in Cuba. They've, so anything can happen with it. They get hot. They know how to play together with the star power, Luis Robert. Who's to say that they don't, they don't make a run? Pool A is the biggest question mark. I think... Everyone kind of has a good idea of B, C, and D, but who is anyone's game right now? 100%. To wrap things up, I think what we've got is Pool D is the powerhouse. I think we'd be stunned if it's not DR and Puerto Rico coming out of that as much as Venezuela is a great team and no disrespect to Nicaragua and Israel. I think Pool C might be the biggest upset in history if the U.S. doesn't come out of that. And then I'd argue one of Canada, Colombia, or Mexico has a decent shot to be the number two. Pool B, pretty similar. Japan probably has that one seed locked up like the U.S., and then it's anyone's game for that second one. And then, as you just mentioned, to close things out, Pool A, I think, maybe correct me if I'm wrong because you two are the experts on this, Netherlands probably should have one of those two spots for sure. And then as you're saying... With one more win... In my in one more with one more win, they should get lock up the first seed because right now they're two and oh. And then, as we mentioned, yeah, so as we just mentioned, Cuba. Italy, Panama could be that sneaky go on a solid run if they get hot type of team. Right, right. All right, closing thoughts, Nico. Bro, just go out and watch it. I mean, one thing that I could say, I looking at the Tokyo Dome, look at the Tokyo Dome and look at Miami. The communities that you have there, it's going to be environments that you've never seen. It's going to feel like it's the World Series in spring. So just if you can't look at games in Japan and look at games in Miami, you're going to see so much national pride. It's going to make you love baseball again. Yeah, I agree. And and in the other countries as well, like Taiwan and and, uh, and uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and the Diamondbacks ballpark, it's always great when this comes around to see – all the different stadiums, all the different countries play. And again, a shout out to Matt Mervis and Jake Kalish, who appeared on the pod episodes ago, rooting for you guys on Team Israel. Of course. And obviously, if you want to go to a WBC game, I know we've mentioned watching those games, but if you want to actually go to the ballpark, if you're in Arizona, 
or if you're in Miami, Nico, what can our audience and listeners do? You can go on SeatGeek, use the code SideRetiredPod. SeatGeek is the best to get seats. I'm looking at them. I'm comparing them to other places. It's night and day, the prices that I'm able to get for the WBC. I'm looking to get maybe DR against Puerto Rico. Other websites, it's $150. I may be able to get it for $100. I don't know how good it is. I have to check it again. But there's nothing like SeatGeek. I love it. And you also get $20 off that discounted price already. So definitely worth checking out. And of course, we will be back as the tournament continues. As the guys mentioned, we'll be back probably for a finals preview slash a recap of what's happened so far. Maybe even get another WBC guest or someone from another team on in the upcoming days, weeks. So definitely a lot of fun stuff. And as well, if you haven't checked out our most recent episode with Bianca Smith, that's definitely worth checking out as well. She's the first ever African-American female coach in baseball history. So I know that it's not WBC related, but figured that's a worthwhile plug as our most recent episode that you should definitely go check out if you haven't yet. But boys, I think you did a really solid job. Thanks so much for joining us today. And until the next time. No problem. All good. And the side is retired.